G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. This time on a Wednesday, we do like to check in on those breaking news headlines as they're coming out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines again this week. He's back with us. Hey, Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's start with one around Benjamin Netanyahu and his coalition. The rise in the polls after Operation Shield and Arrow. What's happening? Three new polls show the right-wing religious bloc regaining some of its lost electoral strength following the conclusion of the five-day Operation Shield and Arrow in the Gaza Strip. The first poll, conducted by Project Midgam and published by Channel 13, found that if new elections were held today, the Likud would rise from 24 seats in the previous poll, released a week ago, to 25, with the right-wing religious bloc rising from 52 seats to 56. The National Unity Party also gained a single seat, rising to 30 mandates, even as the opposition parties lost a combined four seats since last week. Prime Minister Netanyahu praised security forces for what he called a perfect job in Operation Shield and Arrow in a cabinet meeting hours after a ceasefire took effect. Let's move on. Another headline. The Jerusalem Day flag march will go ahead as usual despite terrorist groups' threats. What's the story here? Yeah, Jerusalem Day in Israel falls on Sunday and on Thursday to sundown Friday. Prime Minister Netanyahu insisted that the Jerusalem Day flag march will take place on its traditional route, which goes through the Muslim quarter of the old city of Jerusalem, ahead of a Likud faction meeting this week. National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir and other ministers and parliamentarians are expected to take part in the flag march this year. Last week, returning to the Mount organisation, filed a request with the police to allow the march to enter the Temple Mount. The Bayadanu movement has placed signs calling on 5,000 people to visit the Temple Mount on Jerusalem Day as well. This will be a period to watch carefully. Okay, and casting our eyes to the north of Israel, uh, observers report the Turkish election board showed a lack of transparency during last week's elections. What's this one about? Turkey's high election board showed lack of transparency in its handling of Sunday's elections and biased state media coverage of the contest was a concern. Observers for the Organisation for Security and Cooperation in Europe have said. An OSCE delegation said current President Erdogan and the country's ruling parties enjoyed an unjustified advantage over opposition parties who had faced unequal conditions for the campaign. I regret to note that the election administration's work was lacking in transparency as well as the overwhelming bias of the public media and the limitations to freedom of speech. 
Ambassador Jan Peterson, head of the election observation mission, told the Ankara press conference. The delegation praised the high turnout, stating that it was a clear indicator of a strong democratic spirit. The election board confirmed a May 28 runoff between Erdogan and opposition rival Kamal Kaladaru after the candidate secured the 50% threshold to win in the presidential contest. The OSC mission said it would pay close attention to the May 28 presidential runoff. Okay, and back to Israel and relations with the Palestinians and Mahmoud Abbas at the UN disavows Jewish ties to the Al-Aqsa Mosque area and compared Israel to Nazis. What are the reports saying? There's no proof of Jewish ties to the area of the Aqsa Mosque compound in Jerusalem. Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas said on Monday at the United Nations. He mentioned Judaism's holiest site, the Temple Mount and its adjacent Western Wall. He spoke during a special session of the UN Committee on the exercise of the inalienable right of the Palestinian people to mark the 75th anniversary of Nakba Day, Arabic for catastrophic day, the term Palestinians use to describe the 1948 war. Israel has in the past waged a stiff diplomatic battle against Palestinian attempts at the UN to disavow its connection to the Temple Mount, known to Muslims as Al-Haram al-Sharif, the third holiest site in Islam. It also protested the UN General Assembly resolution approved last November to hold Nakba Day events for the first time at the UN's headquarters in New York. During his speech, Abbas said the US and the UK were responsible for the permanent displacement of what he said was close to a million Palestinians during the 1948 war. These two countries bear political and ethical responsibility directly for the Nakba of the Palestinian people because they took part in rendering our people a victim when they decided to establish and plant another entity, the Jewish people, in our historic homeland. Uh, On a personal note here, Ron, uh, your own thoughts, because uh, where the Al-Aqsa Mosque sits in Jerusalem, isn't that on Mount Moriah? Isn't that in biblical history uh, come many, many times, including where Abraham came to sacrifice Isaac? There's a long history of the Israelites actually being uh, the owners of Mount Moriah, isn't it? Absolutely, and uh my mind goes back to the uh, rule and intervention by Yasser Arafat, who had to re- unite the Arab forces uh, with a common enemy because they were actually fighting each other. So he picked on Israel to be the common enemy for all Arabs. And that united a faction to be able to fight together rather than fight one another. But the biblical fact is that is definitely... Holy Land, the Jewish Land. And well, when you just take a little common sense view, uh, Islam didn't really start until the 7th century. So when you're going back thousands of years before Christ, uh, there's an awful long ownership for the uh, for the Jewish people. Hey, Absolutely. Uh, let's end on uh, another one, which is a disturbing headline. A warning to us all. Islamic Jihad uses Facebook information to hack Israelis' phones. What's being reported here, Ron? 
Yeah, I think this is one that should alert us all. Over the weekend, the Digital Research Division of Ermtutsu Sinus Group monitored a number of profiles suspected of being operated by the Islamic Jihad terror group and other suspicious profiles working to hack into the phones and computers of Israeli citizens by distributing malicious links. The activity was first identified in social media groups of residents of southern Israel and was later reported in groups affiliated with the national camp, current affairs groups and more. Some profiles have been running for years and boast thousands of followers. Dov Trackman, head of the digital research, said, this is a particularly disturbing phenomenon, trying to lure citizens into malicious links posing as lottery sites, vacation booking sites, sites for watching free sport, and especially dating sites. This has several purposes. First, access to personal information and access to bank accounts, social networks, or classified and sensitive information if soldiers or officials are involved. It's also possible that by operating cameras and microphones remotely, they will try to degrade people or even blackmail them into performing various actions. The recommendation is to always be suspicious of links from strangers, no matter if they have 100 friends or 15,000. Well, a warning to us all, isn't it, uh, to be suspicious about whatever of those social media platforms may be monitoring our every word and activity. Hey, Ron, always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for another great update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.